Welcome to episode 447 of Salcedo Paranormal, and tonight I will be reviewing uh, Stephen King novel, The Eyes of the Dragon. As always, you can find all episodes of the show, along with links to social media and other ways to contact me at the podcast page, and that is salcedoparanormal.podbean.com. That's S-A-L-S-I-D-O paranormal.podbean.com. Always happy to hear from you all, whether you have comments or questions or topic suggestions or stories of paranormal experiences, whether they're your own or from others that you trust. Happy to either read those or have you join me on the show to talk about them. Uh, thank you all for listening, whether you are here for the live streams or you listen on the podcast or YouTube feeds or if you listen on the Trouble Minds Radio Network, KUAP. Digital Broadcasting. And um, there you can find replays of two episodes of the show every night at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, right before Trouble Minds Radio comes on. I always want to thank Michael Strange, host of Trouble Minds Radio, as well as Liam Martin, host of the Exile Minds podcast, for producing these shows and putting them up on the station. If you'd like to support the show, there are some different ways to do that. You can always uh, share the show with others and rate and review it on your podcast platform of choice. Uh, that would be appreciated. Also, I have some paranormal fiction and nonfiction books you all can check out over on Amazon. And I have a Patreon page where starting uh, on August 3rd, you will be able to find one extra episode of the show every month. And, uh, and that will be available for, for all membership tiers. And uh, there will be more true paranormal stories from the web. So um, I may do more than one show once it gets going, but it will always be at least one show per month. And um, also, if you would like to just make a one-time donation, I have PayPal and Venmo. Uh, links as well, and all those can be found in the episode description of every show, and on the podcast page, and in Discord. Um, and uh, uh, help is is always appreciated, but never expected. But there are um, expenses in doing the show in terms of equipment and uh, um, research materials, and then travel expenses. As I will be going to the Mid Michigan Paracon later on this year, November fourth and fifth. Saturday and Sunday, over at the Mount Pleasant, cause um, over in Mount Pleasant at the uh, I could talk, Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort, and uh, I'll be going there and recording what I can of myself and possibly others whenever it's allowed, and then I will share those recordings with you all when I get back home. So um, looking forward to that and talking with everyone there and anyone who is interested in sharing their stories of their experiences there, too. So, uh, I think that's, that's all I have for all of that. And uh, I can get to this review here. This is going to be the last uh, book review of a fictional book for a while. I'm going to uh, get back into reviewing the works of Charles Fort, the, the books of Charles Fort, on Wednesdays, uh, Wednesday streams, from uh, starting next week. Also, um, Saturday streams for a while will be more of the mythology shows. Um, 
done both of those shows I tried last week, and they worked fine overall. And uh, I really want to get those going, those series going. And uh, so that's going to be the plans for Mythology on Saturdays and then um, Charles Fort on Wednesdays. Uh, barring any guests that need to come on those days, of course, as always. But um, I wanted to review this book here, The Eyes of the Dragon, because it's another appearance of a major character in King's really multiverse of, of stories. Um, it's the first time I encountered this figure, and you'll, I'll get to it when I get there in the story. Um, but, of course, I'm talking about Randall Flagg. And uh, if you all have listened or if you've all read any of King's books... Uh, apparently he's been in other books more recently that I haven't gotten to yet. But from what from what I remember him, for sure anyway, are his appearances in uh, The Stand <coughs> and um, the Dark Tower series, and then The Eyes of the Dragon. Now, I've talked before about how King hasn't done a ton of science fiction horror, um, but he has done some books. And this book is almost the opposite in a way, in that it takes place in what could almost be, almost seems like a medieval setting. Um, And so, I've been thinking about it today. I imagine sort of a fairy tale, if it were written by Stephen King, and turned into a novel. That's sort of the basis for this book here. And, um... And it's really amazing the way it's done, really well done with the characters and everything. And so that's why I wanted to do this, to get into this. And uh, so that we'll do that now. So let me get back to the file here, the summary I have found. So this does take place in um, the same world, in general, as uh, the the Dark Tower series begins in. And... Uh, so, and I apologize if you're hearing Logan, my cat, playing around in, in her box. She has a new cardboard box, and that's always a big deal, as uh, those of you who know cats are, are probably aware of. So this um, story, The Eyes of the Dragon, takes place uh, entirely within the realm of Delane, which itself is located within Inworld from the Dark Tower series. And apparently this was established uh, years later in another story I've reviewed, The Little Sisters of Illyria, and that is from another from an anthology called um, Everything's Eventual. And, <clears throat> excuse me, um, the, the story is told from the perspective of an unnamed, unidentified um, nar- narrator or storyteller who um, really just is the one that goes over the whole story and then giving their own commentary on characters, motivations, and similar things. So in a way, it's almost like a written version of sitting down with a character from that world and uh, and, t- and listening to them tell a story. So uh, some of the main characters as we get going here right away are the king, whose name is Roland, which is uh, ironic in a way, given the Dark Tower series. But this is not the same character, as as far as I know. Um, 
but his magician flag uh, is wants to destroy the kingdom. And uh, but as he's trying to make these plans to do this, uh, the king finds a a wife, a queen, who is very much the opposite of of flag. Uh, in that flag is really mostly evil. And Sasha, the the new queen, um, is mostly good. And she starts to influence the king's um, activities and and decisions in ways that interfere with Flag's plans. So, um, of course, as happens in stories uh, and in the real world, of course, uh, Sasha gives birth to Peter the first son of um, her and and Roland. And, of course, this means he is, um, his name is Peter. He's destined to be the king uh, in the future. And Flag is watching all this and, again, becoming more and more dissatisfied and even starts to fear for his own life because of Peter. And a lot of what... um, from what I've seen, Flag, he's his power comes from fear and and basically negative emotions, and any kind of any person with sort of an opposite personality who has almost equal levels of personal sort of will and power uh, is instantly a threat to him. That is something that comes up in the, in the stand as well. So, um, so things are progressing again. I, I'm there's going to be spoilers in this in this show, but very few overall because this is an entire novel. Um, but uh, so at some point, Sasha uh, becomes pregnant with a second son, and Flag takes control basically. I can't remember if it's mind control, but he, he forces the midwife to wound Sasha while she is giving birth to her second son, Thomas. And so this leads to Sasha's death as this is happening. Um, and so Flag then starts to, to plan a plot to remove Peter from power. So the story also, um, one thing to keep in mind, it takes place, it it spans several years. So the book then sort of goes to a point in time when Peter becomes a teenager and he starts the custom of um, bringing a glass of wine to his father uh, before bed each night. And his father over the years, especially after having sons, has sort of become less and less um, interested in being doing much as far as being a king, and um, so and and around that same time, uh, Flag starts to realize he might be able to manipulate Thomas, and so Flag starts acting like he is wants to be Thomas's friend, and so. Because of this, uh, Flag shows Thomas a secret passage that looks into um, 
Roland's room. And this this uh and it's basically this passage leads to the uh the eyes of a, dra- a giant dragon that of course has been killed and and built into a wall. And so through these eyes uh Thomas is able to watch um to watch uh what what his father is doing what, what Roland is doing. He also one night he uh he notices that that flag uh brings Roland the usual glass of wine. Um instead of Peter, I believe. Either way, flag brings the king a glass of wine. And um and of course the wine is poisoned. It doesn't it doesn't uh, kill him right away. But um and then of course also along this time flag plants evidence <clears throat> in the scene that um is meant to frame uh Peter. And so and this is all set in this sort of medieval world where there's no advanced technology, everything is word of mouth, everything is witnessed or not witnessed. Um it's not anything really like today other than just the the way people react to things. I guess would be maybe the only similarity. So um let's see, I lost my spot. So let me find it again. And okay, there we go. So after a brief trial the judge decides Peter is guilty, and um, he he orders Peter be locked up in a giant tower in the middle of the town. It's called the Needle, and it's basically just because it's this giant tower in the middle of the city. And of course, after that, Thomas is crowned king, even though he's only twelve years old. And of course, this is perfect for Flag because he's basically just a frightened kid or child um he allows Flag to uh really just do whatever Flag wants to do sort of go back to his his original plans and um so uh Peter meanwhile starts to plan his escape but it takes him several years and uh he does this through he asks for um some of his mother's belongings including a dollhouse and um let's see here so yeah a dollhouse and then uh napkins along with his meals and so the judge uh allows this Turns out there is a, a miniature loom for for making materials inside the dollhouse, <laughs> and Peter uses it a lot to make the napkins turn the napkins into a rope that he then uses to escape. Um, and of course, there are really throughout this whole story there are people that that either sort of gravitate towards Peter or Thomas and um, become their friends and allies. And, um, and everyone starts to realize that they, um, 
And of course, by this point, Roland has already passed on. Um, but so anyway, they all get uh, they all get together in in the the king's sitting room where everything happens. A lot, a lot, a lot of things happen in the story. Again, in front of the eyes of this dragon, and um, they figure out the flag has been behind all of this, and his flag is this monstrous creature, human, humanoid creature kind of thing. And um, and so Thomas reveals to Flag that he saw the uh, Flag deliver the, the 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 drink, the the wine that had the poison in it. So there's a, of course a lot of fighting throughout this part of the story um, between allies of uh, Peter who never believed he did anything, never believed that he was the one that killed his own father, and then um, the guards, who at this point are really working mostly for Flag, again through Flag's manipulation of thoughts and minds and just um, um, putting everyone in the state of fear. And so the story ends with um, all these people, these heroes, um, and the two brothers, uh, uh, confronting Flag. And they use their uh, their father's own bow and arrow and shoot at Flag. And it does hit him, but then he uses magic. Flag uses magic to disappear and escape. Which is something that happens a lot. Flag is very good at sort of escaping. And it's odd the way he's done it. I've seen it a couple of times in a couple of the books. Where... It's almost like he has to be, his life has to be in danger for him to be able to gather up enough magical ability or power or something to escape, to get out of a, a situation. And um, so again, this happened in The Stand. Uh, and it even seems like in some cases, it's not something that Flag himself is aware of doing. So. But, um, and of course, after this, uh, Peter is declared to be the king, the rightful king. But with all of the machinations of Flag, um, Thomas, let's see here, uh, Thomas is still, even though, and because of Flag's uh, manipulations, Thomas has become deeply hated. Just basically everyone in the town doesn't doesn't like him, doesn't trust him um, in in this town. And so Thomas uh, sets off alongside his own assistant, or butler, to find Flag. And uh, it's mentioned at the very end that they do find Flag and confront him, but the narrator, of course, as a good story would go, says that's a story for another time, which, of course, as far as I know, has never really been um, put anywhere else in any other books. But it's almost, again, it's that fairy tale or that story ending where a story is told and then it's indicated that there are other stories. So, um, really amazing book. I probably read it too soon. I think I read it as a 
I don't know, my early teens. And I don't think I really got it as much as um, I did when I listened to it again years later. But um, I still remember it was an amazing book. And definitely recommend you all check it out, especially if you are into King and you know about sort of all these connections between all these books. This is um, another one of those books where Flag is around. And I may have to do a show or something on that kind of a character because he seems to be able to fit in to any kind of environment. And I was thinking about that today, too. He can fit into this medieval sort of world. But then he also was able to fit into the, the world of basically America in the 1990s. Again, who knows how he even got there. And um, he was in the sort of the post-apocalyptic sci-fi magical world of the Dark Tower series as well. So, really interesting character. And um, just pops up again and again. Even for, even though he's sort of a, he really is a, a villain. And he sounds, maybe with my description, he sounds sort of simple in a way. Um, he, he's quite interesting to read, really. He has this, um, sen- this combination of a uh, sense of a humor, sense of humor, with this again, this sense of of danger, of malice. That is, um, now that I think about it, it's almost like a diff- a variation on the uh, on like the Joker from the comics, in a way. But um, so yeah, that's that book, and I may. Um, Get back to reviewing fictional books at some point again when I need a break from the uh, nonfiction. But um, but for now, this is good, I think, to uh, sort of end my current string of review- reviewing uh, fictional books so that I can get back to the um, these other topics. And uh, so thank you all for listening, and I'll be... I have about a minute left here, so I will just say thank you all for supporting the show. If you uh, if you do enjoy the show, please share it with others, and um, and also thank you all to everyone who has ever been on the show. Uh, if you all also would like to be a part of um, any future roundtable shows, those of you that listen a lot, let me know, and uh, I, we will see what we can do. Um, just because. Those are a lot of fun, but also it's not always easy to schedule them um, with everyone. So the more people I can have sort of in that group of people that I, that can help out with those shows, uh, the better. And um, so I'm just, I was just thinking about that tonight as well. Uh, thanks to everyone that's ever been a guest in the show. And, um, and again, as always, thanks to um, Michael Strange and Liam Martin for producing the show and putting it on a station, on the station, the Trouble Minds Radio, KUAP Digital Broadcasting. And I'll be back um, for the next live stream on Saturday on the next episode of South Cedo Paranormal. Take care, everyone.